0: How's that sound for you?
1: Sounds good. These headphones are. They're so. I feel like I'm in outer space. It's okay. <laughs> you like don't have it. to wear them if you don't want to. No, it's okay. You good? Yeah, it's just <laughs> All
0: right, for sure. Hold yeah. on, let me. Know. Actually, no, I'm good. Um, but yeah, dude, the suburbs of Detroit. Hell yeah! What made you come out to LA? Uh, I
1: wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, like accepted. I felt like in Michigan. It's you know. People who want to write screenplays and talk about dick jokes that's not really valuable in Michigan, you right. know. Yeah. So like uh, being creative wasn't the the farthest I would go in Detroit to shooting car commercials. That would be like my bit. That would be my that would be my version of success. And so I'm not a big car guy. So that's moved a, out here. Okay, that's
0: yeah. a cool place to film though. I imagine like we got really cool locations and shit, dude. And it's probably not like L.A. where yeah, the poverty
1: you. is great, man. The poverty <laughs> porn, like. The buildings run down. I mean, if, as long as you avoid that, then you're good. Then, then you can get outside of a hot dog stand, and that's pretty nice. <laughs> I mean, Detroit right now. I mean, just like a lot of cities, it, it's having its comeback, like, but by gentrification. I mean, you know, <laughs> so it's having its white comeback right now. The black <laughs> yeah, neighborhoods still aren't really seeing what? it. Like, it's the billionaires that are coming in and read. It's so funny now thinking about it. It's like the neighborhood I live in. Like I live in like Los Feliz, which is Spanish for uh white people on Zoom therapy. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's a, so I live in all gentrified neighborhood, but it's it's funny, like the people that live in Detroit, it's so expensive in Detroit because like uh there's a billionaire, Dan Gilbert, who revived everything downtown. Mm-hmm. And it's great. I think it's great. Like it was it was a it was terrible downtown before, but then it's all the white people that go in and they're like, I hate gentrification. I don't want these billionaires need to go. I'm like, you're living in an apartment made by this billionaire. You're paying thirty five hundred dollars a month. To that billionaire. To that billionaire. And but the billionaire's gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It's the billionaire's
0: fault. Yeah. Um when did you move out to LA? Nine years ago. Okay, and then you immediately went into film.
1: Yeah, I was shooting music videos in college, like already, like rap videos and stuff. Okay, and so that was my way of getting into like the film industry. It's slow, learning through the basics, Mm -hmm. climbing up that ladder.
0: And how long you been doing comedy now?
1: Uh, A year and four months now. No kidding. Yeah, so it's been a lot has happened in this last year and four months. Right. But I had I had a spark under my ass. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: How many? Uh, what was that spark? Well, like wh- uh,
1: my dad died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just Jesse. You just have to ask all the hardest hitting questions. God damn it! I told you we can talk about anything except my dad. Dad, what the fuck <laughs> is wrong with you, man?
0: <laughs> God damn it! No. Uh, <laughs> but
1: uh, yeah. No, my dad died, and it was kind of like it was a wake up moment. It was like, uh, oh, I need to live every day of my life because no pr- tomorrow isn't promised. And I kind of, I had some conversations with family, and they were, like, one I remember was, like, Adam, if you're going to be in L.A., you need to really go for what you want to do, not what you want other, think other people want you to do or the safe place. Like, go for it. Yeah. I never really went for it. So right now, I'm really going for it. Like, I'm putting my all into it and being vulnerable and, and uh... So this is what that looks like right now.
0: Dude, that's interesting that you say that because I was kind of like a couple months ago, I was in this really rough time where, because I was doing film as well. Mm-hmm. And I've always wanted to do stand up, but I didn't, like, I never pursued it. Yeah. And then I finally did. And the vulnerable part was what kept me going, right? Like, I was, I'm was i a very closed off person. Like, when I come become emotional, I won't talk. Yeah. And then comedy has taught me to do the opposite. Right. Especially with my girlfriend. Like when we get into fights, when we used to get into fights, I just wouldn't talk. Mm. And it just made me better. Like just. Yeah. As that's a person, that's you know? interesting.
1: Yeah. You get closed off if you feel if you're feeling a type of way.
0: Right. And mm-hmm. going back to what you said, going all in on this, dude, like this is where I'm because I for same thing for a film. I don't feel like I was doing stuff, but I don't feel like I really went all in on that. Mm-hmm. Right. Like with this now, like I have the skills for filmmaking and stuff like that. I'm kind of using it for this where. I get to sit down with comics like you.
1: Yeah, dude, you're a real filmmaker, dude. You're shooting this on an iPhone. I'm really (laughs) proud of you. This is on on an iPhone. I mean, did you learn this at Emerson? Like, or. or, Uh, Tish. Oh, at Tish. I went to Tish. Yeah, okay. I can tell. You're really putting it to work. Natural lighting, you know? Yeah. Oh, my God. If you guys could see how this. Did you install this window yourself just for (laughs) this natural lighting? There's not even a filter. There's. You know, I get it, man i get it you get it it's all in the subtlety exactly yeah right yeah natural yeah. lighting is the best lighting so natural it's a deacon's it's yeah. a
0: deacon's technique for those of you who don't know
1: yeah for all for all you non-film people that, <laughs> that don't know. Who don't care yeah who are sh- <laughs> filming on your android yeah, yeah. <laughs> amateurs dude. amateurs Fucking okay, yeah. amateurs androids yeah. androids
0: <laughs> uh so you started comedy a uh, year and four months, you said, ago?
1: Yeah, you know, not to be too precise. Yeah, year and four months. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah.
0: you went to a Flappers University, we were talking about earlier. <laughs> yeah. Flappers University, Oh, right? so going,
1: loud and proud, yeah. baby. F you. <laughs> I, I, I wonder what the mascot would be at Flappers University. Uh, a flap? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, it's, you do two minute auditions, two minute auditions at at Flappers. Anyways, I'll, I'll reserve, I'll reserve. I have, I have ideas of what they could be, but I'll, uh, huh. They give away a free bucket of popcorn if you do well for some like, oh really? They have competitions and stuff. That's cool. They give, or a free bucket of fries. Anyways. Yeah. Go ahead. What was your question? Uh,
0: basically what was that like going to Flappers University? Like what did you learn? What just, what did it encompass for those kind of like six classes that you went to?
1: Well, I liked going to Flappers University because I'm more of a writer. I'm a writer. And I like being in, like, a writer's room. And in stand-up, especially starting out, everyone's in it with themselves. And it's a special skill to be able to help other people with writing. Like, I have a a hard time finding a group of people that are very collaborative with the writing process Mm -hmm. and can actually, like, work with other people's voices. So... At Flappers University, it's a, you're in a room full of people that are, you're just working on your jokes. It's like three hours. Oh, wow. Okay. Just, and I love, I'm like, and talking about comedy. I just love talking about comedy and writing it. So it's like, Flappers University, that's what you do.
0: You would just build jokes with other peers and stuff like that then?
1: Yeah. I mean, mostly whoever the teacher was like, and then like get opinions from the peers and everything. But it was like a clown school pretty much. You had people from all different walks of life Mm -hmm. in those classes and, um. So I, I just kept signing up for them. I did like six of them because I'm like, I like writing. I like other people's opinions. It's like a – that's why we did the writer's room mics at the f- fourth wall. Me and Joe started that up and like – uh have you done those writer's I have, room? yeah. Yeah, because it's like, God, let's all help each other right and give feedback rather than performing to an empty room of nothingness. Where no one's even listening. Know, no one's even listening. Like at
0: least with the writer's room, people are there or the people that go – are willing to help out. Are willing and, yeah. and engaging. Right, yeah. So that was you then, you and Joe. Me and Joe. That's awesome. Well, how, how long ago was that, when you started that?
1: I mean, like, five months ago, maybe. Oh, okay,
0: so it's recent then. Yeah. That's
1: And so, yeah, and so I really enjoy the writing process with that. Like, so, FU, Flappers University, yeah. that's where that came from. I haven't gone since, because actually like one of the teachers this guy paul moon gene he's like he said you guys shouldn't be in these classes after a year like Mm. you should because flappers can be really a comfortable place because it's for comedy i actually i like being there it is comfortable yeah compared to other open mics which are dungeons and uh darkness yeah and no
0: life in it no soul
1: no soul and just men that don't (laughs) fuck women (laughs) It's scary, man. It's like prison. Yeah, it gets crazy. <laughs> so dude. Open mics can be like prison.
0: My first mic out here was at the Fourth Wall NoHo. Uh-huh. And uh huh. Now... Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, yeah. That's,
1: that's one of the ones. That... Bro, I
0: didn't get anything, man. And not that I do now, but it was just like, Jesus, uh, for the first one out here, that was wild.
1: Also, because you're the new guy, they're all, it's typically more experienced comics. And Very true. For better or for worse, those comics can be have been in the mic game for a long time and i see so newcomers come in and they don't want to give them shit. yeah i went to the fourth wall no ho my first two times i hated it i swore it off completely yeah but then i'm at fourth wall cafe all the time yeah and the energy i like the energy there more and then when i got a fourth wall no now i know people there right exactly so, so, it's, so. Wor- it's warmer now
0: yeah that's what happened to me it took a couple of weeks for people to open up but as soon as they did it it was like it was cool yeah I like it there. Yeah. I like what Joe does.
1: Oh, Joe is Joe is amazing. Like I'm so thankful for Joe, like and his what he runs at fourth wall. It is like one of the only main like staples of the LA open mic community. Like I think like down the road, like years from now, people will be, you know, always talking about like, fourth wall.
0: That's what a lot of comedians say. Yeah. Honestly, right. who have been in the game and stuff like that. Like, this is, like, fourth wall is, like, a great place to just kind of work shit out and grow as a comedian.
1: Yeah, I mean, Joe's also, in my opinion, the best host in L.A. Like, his la- he laughs, true. he finds things genuinely funny. Very true. His energy's there. Whenever he's not at those mics... I feel I'm like oh this is just another standard shitty open mic
0: right dude especially yeah. the NoHo one that's one yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, we Joe needs to be there right at all my
1: times. five dollars is going to Joe yeah it's not yeah for other people yeah since, and I, he works so hard so he's so hard he's there all the time so but and when he's not there
0: he's even he's still there because he's, he's still getting emails and shit like that yeah dude. exactly. Yeah. What's your writing process like, dude? Like, you're a huge writer, you said. What What is that like for you? Like, how and and to uh, even like narrow it down. How How long does it take for you to come up with like a a solid joke?
1: Well, I like write like a journal entry kind of thing. Like, Hmm. if I have a thought on something, like I just write a little bit stream of conscious with more a little more thought to it, trying to make it. I find when I write words and I see them wordplay is easier for me like to like switch them around and find the different meanings in each word so like i kind of do stream of conscious about my thoughts diary it and then another method is Mm. just talking it out loud to yourself at a wall like because for me some of my best punchlines have come just from talking with friends and uh, me saying something funny in a friend group like and then I note that, so then I get the punchline first, and then I just have to figure out what the joke is. Oh, shit. How to properly prepare it, yeah. So
0: the thing that makes your homies laugh, that's your punchline, and then you kind of build around that. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah okay. sometimes
1: that happens. Like Holy shit. You just gotta, I'm, I, like, it, Like it's just having an ear for like, oh, yeah, that's a punchline right there. Like, right. Yeah. So that helps, because that takes the hardest part out of it. It's the punchline. It's the hardest part. So... Mm-hmm. It's those three things. I think a combination of that. I'm not. I and sometimes I'm at mics and I think of something up on the stage. But I'm not a big, th- on the stage thinker upper. Hmm. You know.
0: Yeah, but you, will you throw it out there? Sometimes, like if you come up with something. If I'm like,
1: up there and I'm in a flow state, I'm going. I'm going. Sometimes something good comes up, but most of the time it's from preparation.
0: And if you're bombing, do you do the same?
1: If like, I'm bombing, do I?
0: Do you come up with something new, or do you just keep it to your material?
1: Uh depends depends on the Mm. night like i mean it's like some uh, like a a a bigger comedian said to me he's like listen i'm a killer right and i don't kill every time when an audience doesn't isn't laughing at one one of your jokes that means talk about something else right just try something else that's all they're saying they're not saying they don't like you they're just saying move on to something different so just got to move on to a different topic yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or try crowd work or like right, yeah try to fuck around with someone. You, you know? like crowd work? Um, I'm working on it. I do. I do like crowd work and, or I like engaging in a crowd because I just feel it's so natural. Like I have all these people sitting right in front of me, and how am I just not gonna talk to you? Like if you're wearing something stupid, <laughs> you, you know, or you doing something? How am I not gonna address it? Yeah, I think right. it's not natural for me. I'm more of a I'm I'm pretty good speaker in, interpersonally, so mm-hmm. it's like I, it's a urge of mine to want to talk to them you know yeah some people don't have that urge like they do not want to engage they just want to tell their jokes and that's right um but for me i I get the urge to talk to people yeah
0: um do you believe in this like i feel like lately i've been overwriting my jokes like i'll be coming from a film background i'm very detailed and it didn't translate well like my writing and screenplay didn't translate well into stand-up writing just because everything's so elongated and Mm -hmm. descriptive and I feel like lately I've been overriding the joke as opposed to just doing bullet points. Is is that like something you've struggled with?
1: Overriding the joke. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then you just you gotta I I think that's it's all good. I mean, preparation I think for me it is key. So it's like the more prepared I am, at least if it fails, at least I put something that I put effort in out into the air. Right. It wasn't just some bullshit that I thought of two seconds ago, and Mm. da-da-da-da-da, and oh, that didn't work. Oh, okay. Well, I just thought about that on the car right here, so uh, it didn't work. You know, (laughs) hear people say that. (laughs) That doesn't make it... We still have to listen to it. Fuck. (laughs) You fucker. So it's like, uh, at least if you prepare... If it's... I respect all things that are prepared. Got it. Okay. So, I don't know. It's different for everybody, right? Yeah.
0: Um, when you started going hard in comedy, how many mics were you hitting like a week? A lot. Or even I a still night? hit a lot. Yeah. Oh. Like, what's the average for you? Like, what 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 does a night look like for Adam Fink, or a day look like?
1: Um, okay, I wake up in the morning. I fuck two bitches, um, <laughs> and in the most respectful way, I have sex two times with two different women. Um, one before breakfast, one after breakfast. Second Z's. Yeah. Second. Yeah. And, uh, and then, uh, after all the sex I have in the afternoon, um, I mean, now I have shows, so it's like, I would, let's say three mics, three mics a night and then, um, hang out at the comedy store or something like that. Every night? Almost every night. Where do you like to go? Uh, there's Badger and Jam, there's Hollywood Comedy, I go to Fourth Wall Cafe, um, yeah, sometimes I hit Third Wheel at late at night, Yeah. um, recently, but, um, yeah, it's all over, there's no certain plan anymore. Yeah. I mean, I used to, I hit nine mics one day, nine in a row. What? Yeah. In,
0: in one day, bro?
1: Yeah, in one day. And it was great, I loved it every mic was fun. It what was the it fuck? was just a nine and a hitter. I'm just yeah. Damn. I'm actually trying to get back. I'm trying to up my mic game even more, but cuz I haven't been writing as much. I've been just performing a lot mm-hmm. and getting out there and being seen. Right. Like there's like I was watching a Judd Apatow thing, his latest interv- like podcast interview. And uh he was like when I was a stand up, I you know, I told myself, you know, you two things you need to be funny and then you need to be seen. Mm. And so like for me, I'm being, it's like taking turns, like I'm being funny, and then being seen is taking your act out as, as to many different places as possible and getting seen by as many different eyeballs as possible. Yeah, like
0: so you go to Arizona a lot?
1: N- no, I just went to Tempe. Tempe, okay. I featured for Jade Catapretta, and that was great. And that was my first time doing the Tempe improv there. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. So it was your first time. Yeah, and so Congrats. I've gotten to go out on the road like in these last, this summer has been a great summer for like, actually doing real comedy, like on the road, instead of just mics and l- little shows here in LA.
0: How has social media helped you in that aspect? Because I got, I got in a conversation with a couple of comedians yesterday about people, comedians who use social media and who don't. Has social media kind of helped you gain a following, or at least been able to g- give you the opportunity to do what you do? Like I travel.
1: think it legitimizes me. I think for any comic, who, like, it gives them a green pass to help you out. Like, like uh, I think, and to any outside person, it says, oh, this person has, I so right now I have 10,000 followers on Instagram, and compare it, depending on who you're talking to, it's either that's a lot or that's a tiny bit amount. That's true. My friends... The people that I'm around in L.A. It's a tiny bit. Ten thousand is nothing. That's true. But the to the open mic scene, ten thousand, man, you're holy shit, dude. You're really, you know, doing good. You yeah. Know? I mean, so I think with just even having that amount of followers, it brings a legitimacy to someone who's fan not a fan but like someone new who discovers your name you're like oh and then you look at them on instagram you're like 10k okay you must be doing something right you must be doing something right and even
0: your one of your videos your pinned videos it's got like what o- almost a half a million likes yeah Some crazy shit that's yeah. a good joke by the way oh thanks one of the homies liked it from vegas
1: one of your homies? yeah, one
0: my. I just saw his name pop. I looked at that video and freaking yeah. The one of the homies just liked it. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, that it's was wild.
1: that was awesome. Like honestly, that is such a f- fulfilling moment when a jo- when a video goes viral, but it's a joke. Right, a joke goes viral. Right, later, a stand up joke. Right, you know dude? what I mean? Hell yeah! And that like that was that was my. Big hitter that was a clo- like my closer for a long time, and uh, okay, so like it was very validating because just there's so many people that showed so much love and like random friends like that, like your, your homie, yeah, right, yeah. I had homies that their brothers, like friend groups, they would post that in their thing, not knowing it was me. They're like, My brother posted it in our group chat, get the my fuck bro- out yeah, of here. Like, my, dude. my bro posted you in our group chat, and I'm like, That's that's wild, boy. dude, yeah. So it's like, uh, that's the goal—just yeah. making as many people laugh as possible. And it's so, I think uh, it's helped in ways that I don't even know. Like, no one ever comes up and says, "Like, dude, <laughs> you know your your Instagram is—you know, I, I like like yeah, you because yeah. of your Instagram." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it it helps, obviously, like getting booked and you know right. having people wanting you to promote and that kind of stuff. Mm. So I for people from a business sense, I think it's the best time to be a comedian ever. Like bars none. Cause you control your destiny and Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, it's all our own destiny. Right. So for me, I'm like, if, all right, you don't, if you don't want to use social media, all right, you can be poor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you want to be poor, you can be poor.
0: We're just going that way as a society, dude, as a world, you know what I mean? Just the digital world. Yeah. Like and people are so like, Hesitant about that, and I was just like, "Dude, just embrace this shit, dude, because this is our future." Stop like, fighting. Yeah, you how gotta stop make money it, man. man.
1: You gotta stop fighting it. And honestly, and I, I I've had to turn that because I was like that. I was always behind the camera. Me too, dude. And I'm like, I'm not gonna do. It. I'm not gonna do it. But it's like, hey, man, knock knock. And honestly, people like you are ref- like like with our minds, like that are anti it, that were anti it. It's mm-hmm. more refreshing. For yes. other people to watch, because they're like, oh, okay, true. this guy's not the typical. W- look at me! I look at I'm. I love to do, you know. Welcome to yeah. my yeah. life. <laughs> yeah, vlogging <You laughs> shit. Yeah, it's more. It's nice to watch like more normal kind of people that aren't actually like naturals at like the lights and action. Yeah, thing, you know.
0: Yeah, and just pumping out content. Yeah, shit, Yeah,
1: right. I that's what I believe. Like I'm like okay, if I were to watch someone, I would want to watch someone like me. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so it's now it's just pushing me to be way more open, way more vulnerable and just be like as funny as I can be for people. Yeah. Know? 100% dude. And I haven't even started posting a lot enough No, yet. yeah. yeah.
0: Cuz I've seen you a couple times and just I'm not I haven't seen you on a show, but the shit you say is fucking hilarious to me, dude. Oh, it's thanks. It's it's awesome. Yeah, Seriously, and you you've seen my penis. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> Make you <laughs> Anything to get a laugh, man. How's your penis? It's all right. All right? You know? Yeah, it's all right. Works? It's, it works. Yeah. You know, it's
0: your typical average Asian penis. The average Nothing Asian? Special.
1: What, what's special. What's your brand of Asian? Filipino. Yeah, Filipino. I'm Filipino, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a great brand. We're like,
0: our average is a little higher than the Asian Asian. Yeah, you average, guys you know? are the blacks of the Asians. Yeah. That's what the people tell us.
1: Yeah, and I can see it. Can you? Yeah. <laughs> You just got you got a little half inch on the rest of them? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just half.
0: Well, like a quarter inch. Oh, a quarter? If we're being really specific here. Really? Yeah, a quarter.
1: To a quarter's not bad. It's not bad. 0.25? That's a lot.
0: Yeah. In some cultures, in, that's a lot.
1: In game time, in overtime, that shit matters. When the pressure's on.
0: Game of seconds, dude. Or just inches. Yeah, game you know? of inches. Game of inches, dude.
1: Yeah. <laughs> have you been at ease with your penis your whole life? Or has it been a battle?
0: It's been a battle, you know, uh, I used to hate it as a kid, but I grew up and I just accepted it, man. And then that's when fucking it just started raining pussy. No, I'm just kidding.
1: Yeah, that's no. how I, Well, I, I don't know. I feel like it's, how old are you? I'm 34. Okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you look young. I thought we'd probably get the same thing. They probably think you're 26. Yeah. How old are you? I'm 31. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, wow, we got two grown baby men <laughs> on the podcast today. Okay, so, okay, we can have a deep conversation. Let's okay. do it. All right, yeah. I feel like our generation, I don't know if it's different for this younger generation of dudes, but our generation of dudes, like, growing up on hardcore porn, like, grow. we grew up on that uh-huh. stuff. Like, the penis shame was so strong. So
0: strong, dude. Because like, these guys would have hogs, bro. Like b- as big as us.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like no yeah, fucking joke, dude. For real. And it's like that's we all grew up on just it's gotta be big and you gotta pound. You gotta take take her to pound town. Yeah, yeah. And like if you like if you didn't have a big one and and what our scale of big is.
0: True. That's that probably went way yeah, up. Yeah.
1: What we think is acceptable is way different than reality. Right. Like uh the average you know, penis is like, I'm sure we seem like we're both in the average gang here, you know? And so it's like, but to me to come to that conclusion after years of grilling girls after I sleep with them, that's what your 20s are for. I'm so sorry for... All the girls that grew up with us in our 20s. Because it's like, how many times I'm like, how how was my penis? You know, how was it? Be honest. Yeah. Tell me. And it's like, I just need to know. Like, tell me the truth. I always thought girls were lying to me, you know?
0: I, I felt like I always had to just hear them say it's small. Yeah, you know like validate mean? my feeling. Yeah. yeah, Like, don't tell me it's perfect. Just fucking say it's small.
1: Just say it's small. <laughs> but then, but it's like, it's like up and up. It's not small. I've had smaller. It's not. That's smaller. so true, That's, dude. Yeah. It's so true. So now it's like, if I was to tell my younger self anything, it's like the the less girls for the, uh, or I think the average, I mean, there's size queens out there for sure, but like the average girl like does not care. No, not at all. Yeah. I don't think so well, in my experience. It, right. Like they, they like you. They'll make it work. Yeah. It. But yeah. then
0: again, no girl who's like black guys ever wanted to approach me. So it's like,
1: no girl, yeah,
0: no girl who would like black guys that I knew of. Yeah. Ever approached me? That
1: I know. you gotta tell them you're the black you're the black, the black Asian. Yeah,
0: I'm the black Asian dude. Yeah. On set one time, I got asked if I was a city Asian or a jungle Asian.
1: Mm, I've heard of those terms.
0: It's wild, dude. I had yeah. I didn't even hear that before up until I came here. Oh, really? Out here. You ever yeah, yeah. heard of the, like a jungle Asian? No. And yeah. then she explained to me. I was like, Oh, that makes sense. Jungle Asian, obviously. Yeah.
1: Was it a white girl that said it? it Who no, knows a Korean chick? Okay, Korean, yeah, chick, yeah. Korean chick. Yeah, yeah. she yeah, jun- You're the jungle. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Am I'm, I'm a Jew? What kind of Jew am I? <laughs> I'm just the non-spicy Jew, cause there's like Israelis and uh, Israeli Jews are the sexiest. They're the black Jews. Are no. they? No. Ah, uh, well, they don't grow up around hip hop, cause American Jews, like we grew, we we all like love the culture of hip-hop? basketball hip-hop yeah like that's
0: true actually yeah there's so many of us that's so true especially like the new york cats new york jews they love love it love like rikers and no no ruckers park and yeah, shit like that, yeah right?
1: yeah yeah so i don't know well culturally we're more we lean more that way but israelis they got the big hogs and they got six packs and they're tan <laughs> the height they got they got some height yeah and the confidence so they, they live more the life we emulate it yeah. the pale the pale jews <laughs> out here um that's too funny but yeah man my penis my penis battle it was it's been a battle
0: it's been a battle dude but my girl makes me feel comfortable about it and she's she's a beautiful girl she's a beautiful chick
1: yeah she's really pretty she i is, saw yeah. her i yeah, saw that's her, her yeah last night. yeah and it, you guys walked by very professional, yeah. like, I don't know, like, a, you, you yeah, know, I have I to, like,
0: she's, she's, like, half French, half your Euro- uh British. Oh, really? And straight up, like, European, like, wow. came out here for film school type That's shit. awesome. Yeah. um, But I changed a lot because of her, like, a lot more proper. Really? I'm kind of a scumbag. Yeah, before oh, I was scum- a scumbag. Oh, you were a scumbag just before? Just fucking it? stupid. Now you're proper? I'm proper. I'm a proper guy now, you You didn't
1: used to wear glasses? No,
0: no actually, I didn't. <laughs>
1: Really? Yeah,
0: not like not like in public. I would do contacts, and she was just like, I think you look better with glasses. Wow, now so you're like, doing okay.
1: comedy. You're going di- to divert back into the scumbagness.
0: <laughs> no, not at all, dude. No? no. Those days are gone? <laughs> Those days are long gone, bro. Like, I, I drank a little bit last night, and I fucking hated waking up this morning.
1: <laughs> wow, you are really boring, huh? Yeah,
0: I'm super boring, bro. Whoa. Super fucking boring. You got to let loose now, yeah. man. Well, I had my years in Vegas, man. I grew up in my 20s. I spent a lot... Uh, that's where I'm from, but all my 20s was in Vegas. Really? Yes. Yeah, so so, and, and single, so that just took a lot out of me. Like, I experienced all that shit, and I got it out, I feel like.
1: So do you feel more like yourself now?
0: Out here? Yeah. Or just now? Just now. Yeah, I think so. I think I'm, but I, especially with comedy now, like, I'm finding a little bit about myself before, like, especially, like, just kind of being funny and being goofy. Yeah. And stuff like that, because I felt like in the last couple of years, I kind of lost that of, of, of myself, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's just coming back now with the comedy. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Not to sound fucking corny or anything.
1: No. You are you're, you're uh, you got a big dick. You're good. <laughs> How do you fuck? How do soft, I fuck? Soft or hard?
0: Hard, dude. You do hard? You gotta do hard. Really? Do no, you well, you gotta start off slow, and then you go in hard.
1: Oh, yeah. But do you choke?
0: Uh, I don't particularly like it, but my girlfriend, she... She likes it, she so like, I'm always you do it for her. Yeah, I do it for her. I'm I'm a giver, you know.
1: Yeah, pull her hair.
0: No, uh, not really. She doesn't no. like that. No, she doesn't like that.
1: Um, any spit? Spit? No, play? no, no, <laughs> no. Oh my god! One time I was with a girl, and she, this is like maybe our second time hooking up, and um, she was on the bottom. I was like over on the top of her, uh-huh. riding her. <laughs> cowgirl stuff. <style. laughs> That's how I fuck. I do on Cow top, girl. cowgirl. Yeah, I'm on top. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she was fucking me real good, but uh, no, I was on top, and like we're doing it, and she kind of likes it a little more intense, and she starts going like this. I'm like, what's what? going on? And she, and she's like, I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay. And she. And she spits no, right in dude. my mouth. Like no, right bro. a loogie. Like she was hawking oh a loogie. Oh my god, bro. And I freak out. I'm like, what the fuck? What the hell are you doing? That was not consensual. She's like, I thought you would like that. Why do you think I, I why do you think I would like that? I've never said anything dude. about spitting. <laughs> she a loogie dude like she was saving that up all day to spit in my oh mouth.
0: my god bro that's just so
1: fucking gross so this is this the second time On oh, oh my cheek like all this the sec- yeah, second time hooking up with it oh uh, yeah i stopped oh the biggest boner killer ever <laughs> right i was pissed i'm like i never said i like that <laughs> ever and I'm, and she's like, I'm sorry. He's like, what do you? I was in the moment. I'm like, no, you gotta ask. for that. That's fucking crazy, bro. Jesus. Yeah, I'm not a spit person at all. The more these girls, they're, I don't want to say these girls, but Los Angeles, man. i you could ask my friends. Just some the women with the most trauma are attracted to me. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a trauma magnet. I really am. That's not
0: a bad thing though, because you know those girls are crazy. They're great. Probably in bed, right?
1: Yeah, but the, but you don't talk about the rest of the night yeah. that you have to spend. <laughs> the, 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 the rest and the before, like the before, it's like I'm just listening to the, their fucking crazy stories. Like, and I'm just like, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you have yeah. Oh, you're a Wiccan. Yeah, yeah a Wiccan. Yeah. Oh, you practice. Yeah, you you have a shrine in your closet. Oh, that's cool. Oh my cool. god,
0: dude, that's fucking weird. And you god, and, and you devil as shit.
1: Yeah. And I'm my like I know my friends are like you gotta stop with the craziness. I'm like I know I I do. I'm dude, that's I, so I, wild. So I never
0: got into the uh you you do like the dating yeah scene. the dating scene because like I like again I've been with my girl almost seven years so like when I moved out here I met her so I never really got into it and shit like that. How is it out here?
1: Oh, it's just fucking nuts. Man. You kill it out here, dude. Do I kill it? I mean I I pick up roadkill on the side <laughs> of the road. <rope. laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I, I Someone's killing fuck, it Someone's killing, killing it And I'm fuck. picking it up I'm picking up the pieces Of all these battered women
0: <laughs> That's a good one Oh man. Yeah
1: And I'm sorry And I don't, I'm not I'm really Not trying to be insensitive To all the shit That people have gone through It's terrible And right. it's really sad Right. And I'm here and I genuinely care and listen. And I, that's why a lot of girls with this trauma, like we get along because like I'll listen and I care and I'm sorry that this happened, but it's taking a toll on yeah. me, motherfucker. <laughs> it's really, it's withering me away. Like there's only so much trauma, other people's trauma you can like take. 100%. You dude. know, um, Damn, that
0: must be rough, man.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I also played into like being a more petite guy, <laughs> petite man. <laughs> You, you kind of don't have the same options as, you know, uh, all these other guys. Like, true. I don't have, that's an effort. Like, it's not like I don't have girls, like, coming to my door, hitting on me or asking for my numbers. Like, and, I and like, I have friends, like, tall, skinny guys are in in vogue right now. Mm-hmm. Probably on all of history, they were in vogue. But, like, uh, just, like, I have friends that they're like, yeah, this girl, she came to me up to, up to me at this last party and just gave me her number. And she said, you better Jesus. call me. Oh my god, dude! It's like the it's, I'm 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 friends with too many hot guys.
0: Uh, It sucked for me because I was the same way. All all my friends were very good looking, and it sucked because I was short and Asian.
1: Short and oh, dude! I'm so so, yeah. I feel for you here. Cheers, cheers, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah.
0: All my friends would be like tall and white, fucking mixed. Fucking just athletic bodies and I'd just be there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're the background. <laughs> yeah, I'm the background. You're dude. the guy who listens.
0: I'm the funny guy.
1: I'm the funny guy that yeah.
0: The designated wingman that you're has the to desig- sleep with all the fat chicks. Des-
1: yeah. Saying. Well we're lucky enough to we're lucky <laughs> yeah. enough to sleep with the fat chicks. At least they'll fuck us. Oh my god. Yeah. I I was trying to work on a joke about how like short men and fat women, like we fuck in the shadows. Like, <laughs>
0: Fucking we shadows. fuck in the
1: shadows, cause like while other people aren't looking, like we hook up with each other. You know, like we see each other in a room. We're like, "That's good, dude." Wait till these <laughs> guys go to bed, and then we're gonna, you know, screw yeah. it. One hundred percent, bro. You that know? was my shit in high school. Right? Dude. Yeah, that was my shit. Dude. Yeah, and I knew
0: my place. I knew my place. Yeah, we had
1: to take it. Yeah, and it's like, you know, we're both horny as shit. We're both backed up, like crazy. And so, like, it was just, yeah, game on. (laughs)
0: You know That is so true, dude.
1: But I also say, I'm thinking, like, I'm jealous, in a way, of bigger girls when it comes to dating. Because at least they would get hot guy 2 a.m. drunk booty calls. You know what I mean? 100%. Like, yeah, it's super degrading for them. That's super true. But as a guy... If, like, Becky called us at 2 a.m., like, and Bro. she said, listen, you short little fuck, you, I would never fuck you sober, but I'm just too horny right now. And, you know, and, like, you hear about big girls, like, guys, like, sneaking in, big girls through the back door yeah, so dude, no one yeah. sees. If a hot girl, if, like, Becky called me and she's like... You're gonna come through the doggy door. I'm like, yes, ma'am. Yeah, yeah I will. I <laughs> well, will. Yeah, dude. Oh, dude. You want me to take a helicopter on top on, on the roof? I'll I will, however you want me to sneak through.
0: That that was the best though. That was such like a fucking confidence booster when they, a, a girl would hit you up late at night, dude. That was oh, awesome. Yeah. Few and far between, but that was awesome. Few
1: dude. and far between. I yeah I can, every every date I get with the girl whatever I consider myself very lucky. Yeah yeah. I'm still yeah.
0: It it weird, isn't it funny though how like, before you used to be embarrassed to bring over a fat chick but like now it's like, fat chicks are cool but there are some dudes out there gonna like sneak the tranny back in the back door you know what i mean Oh, trannies
1: are the right, new fat yeah, chicks uh, yeah, right. oh see that's a good bit right? yeah you should do that yeah. trannies are the new fat chicks yeah right yeah okay but i mean trannies are becoming pretty cool and even i'm <laughs> saying tranny it's a like, word problematic <laughs> yeah that's true trans trans. Trans, wo- women. trans trans women trans women trans women trans women uh yeah, but now trans women are coming cool to fuck, you know what I mean? That's right, yeah, dude. Especially yeah, especially in of, Hollywood.
0: A lot of guys are really like talking about it now, like these open mics. Like they're.
1: Yeah, it's fuck banging trans it. women. Yeah, man. I mean, they've been doing it for since the dawn of time, so at least it's. Uh... That's wild. So, yeah, I appreciate all the big women out there. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. But you We've know what's to. funny? I just saw the Barbie movie, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I I fell asleep during it for like five minutes. No like shit. five, ten minutes. Is that boring? I just I I like the message, you know, the message is great. It's what you expect mm. female power. Right, right. All that. Yeah. And like uh and I want the matriarchy to happen. Uh and that, that movie was a lot about like matriarchy versus patriarchy. Right. right. And I'm totally down for how dumb and stupid guys are and how we have ruined the world like I'm on that page. I just thought the movie was a little boring. I didn't think it was like really clever in the way that they went about it. Mm. Um but man, I went up and I said that last night at a show. Like No kidding,
0: dude. I, you got fucking
1: Oh, they hated me. I said I fell asleep during Barbie and one Have you seen it yet? No. Oh, okay. Then uh they they hated it. They they just were like fuck how could you say that? No kidding, man. Yeah, they. But I'm like, you guys are brainwashed. Uh, how is comedy
0: different in other places you've been to outside of L. A.?
1: Oh, I. Well, it's like working people. You know, it's like, I don't know. The I, I, the ideology here is really strong. Like in the neighborhood I live in, too, it's ultra mm, gentrified. So yeah, yeah. So it's like if you don't think a certain way, or you come off as a little. Insensitive or like you're just another typical guy, then uh you know uh y- you can be chastised like yeah. they did not like me last night yeah. and uh, <laughs> and it but it's like without even giving me really a chance to like explain it.
0: How do you bounce back from
1: that um I mean you just gotta trust yourself like I just kept on going with my jokes and got through it and um but not but that I think as a beginning comedian. You got to It's hard to realize that not every crowd is your crowd. So like the end goal is to be this a big famous comedian and you have people buying tickets to fill in comedy clubs and theaters to come and see you, right? And these people are your people. They're your fans. They like how you think. They want to hear what your new thoughts are, what you got cooking up. As a now as us in this game of we beginners we have to do all these shows that we have no control over who's in the audience. I did a show, like, four months ago to, like, 60-year-old Vietnamese women and married couples. What? Yeah. like Where? In Huntington Beach. And, what yeah, it's very heavy Viet- religious Vietnamese. No kidding, man. Yeah. And that was a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine, dude. Right.
0: Nothing, the, like...
1: Not a lot for us to connect yeah. on. Yeah, and uh yesterday like the crowd was very gen z but not in of course like i don't want to just label them gen z but it wasn't i wouldn't call it like they weren't in it for like they didn't want any hard-hitting comedy they kind of liked they like new wave shit like they they hated me after i said like the barbie thing that's
0: so crazy that's and it's the younger generation that's doing that
1: a lot of gen z is not funny a lot of them are really bad laughers but like not all of them. I've had great Gen Z crowds that were really fun too. But a, it's not a lot. A lot of them are have a stick up their ass. No kidding.
0: I is it just know. out here, like the Gen Z out here, or is it still? Everywhere uh, you I
1: go? I I haven't performed in front of Gen Z, oh, and out of, in other states yet. Okay. But I mean, California. It's like the twenty three to twenty five year old. They can be really sensitive, and that's fine. It's just it's who so they crazy, are. dude. Yeah. Um. But outside of L.A., it's just more normal, working-class people that just want to laugh. They pay you a ticket and say, entertain me, monkey. And I'm (laughs) like... And then I say, yes, thank you. Because L.A., there's so many shows out here, and there's so many people who don't even want to be there. They're like, I'm here just to support a friend. Right. Achieve his dreams, but probably going to fail. And, like, it's all it's not real crowds out here for the most Hmm. part. Yeah. It's like, I'd say it's like 80% of a reaction of what you would get in a, in a normal city.
0: Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Do you think?
1: Um, it's mixed. It's in the way of like, I mean, if you can make it out here, man, holy shit. I think chances. Well, honestly, yes. I I don't know. I don't know. It's too hard to explain to think of because it's a thought bubble out here. So if you make it to the ladder up here, that doesn't mean that they're going to love you in Indiana or like Illinois or Michigan, you know,
0: right. Even selling tickets out there are probably super hard if you make it out here. Right. I imagine.
1: Yeah. And, and, and that's the whole thing. I think that's the scary thing about region, like keeping it regional and that's the best thing about online is Mm. it's to me. It really matters about making it online. Everything else, making whatever other cities. How about making it in uh, hundreds of cities? You know, getting that following for your jokes online. Then, I, that's the real, like, key Yeah. to it. Because then you got people that will come and pay and come and see you and all these other places. Absolutely. So, but the, I do realize going to the comedy scenes in different cities... LA is, has a really good vibe about pushing you to post online. Like the culture is, mm. if you're not, you know, yeah, on doing it online, like, are you really doing it? And for a career, I think that's true. Because like, there's plenty of funny people in Michigan, in Florida, I visited a few scenes out there, mm-hmm. but they're not really like posting online. Really? Like yeah, it's not. So it's kind of like, well, if you're not doing that, then how are you really progressing? You know?
0: Yeah. Obviously, with something like half a million likes on that joke, you still use that joke today. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because still, there's mm, billions mm.
0: of people who haven't even heard it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally billions. Literally billions. Most of
1: the rooms I go to, like they haven't seen me or heard me. Still, like that's just how it is. Like, uh, yeah, because there's 350 million people in America, has seven million views. So I guess seven out of 350 people, and just in America, and this is, well, it was broadcasted to the world, Right. so seven out of three, probably one out of 350 in America less, like, have heard, you know, that joke, Mm -hmm. so.
0: Did you gain a lot of followers from that uh, video?
1: Yeah, I gained, it was like 9,000 followers, so. No fucking way. It takes a lot of work, though. Look, I went super viral, and 9,000, you kind of think maybe you would get more than just 9,000 followers in that way. I mean, I'm super grateful for that. Right. And I, I actually wrote that goal out in the beginning of the year. Okay. It's 10,000, get 10,000 followers on Instagram. No shit. I didn't think I was going to reach it. I, I, That was like a thing that was like a high goal I had by the end of the year to get that and manifested it.
0: And, and really it was just you just recording yourself at the shows, right? Like that's kind that was kind of like...
1: Yeah, I always record myself. God, okay. I have my own camera stuff. Okay. You know, my own, you know, iPhone. Yeah. Movie, right? yeah. <laughs> and tripod. And, and natural lighting. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> But that clip, I just I, I put minimal effort into the editing of yeah, it. Yeah, dude, it was so short, so short, and just no zoom ins or zoom outs. Right. Just, just a pure joke. I'm like, I'm just putting it fucking out there. Put it out there. It got a lot of. Fr- it, it Instagram only pushed it out to the, my friends. It didn't do it to the public. Hmm. Like the algorithm does that sometimes. It just right. doesn't push it. And so, I, I waited like three weeks. I'm like, I know this is a viral joke. I thought in my head, I'm like, this is a 1.2 million view joke. Like, I, I know it. And so I paid 50 bucks to advertise it. Mm-hmm. And I pushed it out to certain. Got it. Whatever cities I thought it would do well in.
0: Oh, so you get to pick your own cities where you want to. Okay. Yeah, you can customize. Shit.
1: Yeah. So I put 50 bucks in uh, for six days of advertising. At the end of the sixth day, it was doing well. Seventh day, start blowing up. No shit. Yeah. And then it was like just a crazy week. It was like a million views a day. How like many views does it have? I actually didn't check the views. Over seven million. Holy shit, bro! Yeah. Right. And Damn. Th- yeah, and it was just—it was like the, it was the dopamine rush. It's like hitting j- the jackpot. Yeah, dude. you know. And you s- made it. Yeah. yeah. Right now I'm here. Yeah. Now I'm in. I'm in uh, Van Nuys. <laughs> yeah, Van Nuys doing a yeah. fucking podcast. No, yeah. Right. No, but that's that thing. It's like everyone wants to go viral. Everyone wants that viral clip, and like that's what it felt. You know, you you're like. Right. Awesome, and the love that came through with it, like all the comments, like all the people. I'm man, I'm dying. Me and my family are dying right now, like in our living room. Like we love this stuff. Like that was like so nice. That was really fulfilling. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah,
0: I bet, man. That's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. And so, uh, nothing really had popped off since that video, or no,
1: no, none of. But I, it's like, no, nothing like that at all since but i mean it's been probably like four months Mm -hmm. since but that was my that was my closing joke for this first year of comedy so it's like i don't think i've had a video that i posted yet where i'm like this actually no that's not true i have two other videos that i have that i'm gonna repost in the future because i think they can go viral okay i have a joke that's like about a i have a water bottle joke that's really uh funny and i have my black friend wallet joke like, I don't know if you've seen it before.
0: Sounds familiar.
1: I have a joke where I have a wallet, like like I tell race jokes, and they're like, you, Adam, you can't talk about that. You're not cool enough to have black friends. Oh, and then you and take I up said, the, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I have all my, yeah. yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, this can be viral. Like, yeah, 100%. And, yeah. and it didn't get pushed enough. so And I tried to advertise it, and they, for whatever reason, they're like, oh, we flagged it. We're not letting you advertise it. So, like, I'm going to post that again in the future. Yeah. Push it. Cause I believe in those. I have the two jokes that I believe can go, but it's about being tenacious online too, which I need to work on. Is like, you gotta stop caring so much. Right. Like, you gotta care about the quality. Yeah. But the posting and like what other people care like think you know all oh, your comedy friends like oh dude you already posted this you already did this it's like you man get noise just noise bro. It's just, no- yeah. just noise yeah I'm trying to get this to get hits Oh, so I can get followers i
0: appreciate that bro because not a lot of people i've talked to have said this before this you know what i mean like they're just like you just gotta do the stand-up thing just. well
1: i think they don't look at it as a business 100
0: percent, dude yeah 100 percent. yeah it's it, a marketing tool
1: it's marketing it's it, not about the comedy like it is your comedy is the product right but marketing is such if you watch the arnold schwarzenegger, docu- arnold schwarzenegger mm-hmm. documentary like i forgot what the quote is but it's like marketing is it, without marketing, you will not become a star. That's for,
0: what he did for his brand. Yeah, the fucking whole Mr. Olympia. You yeah, you know what I mean. Like marketing, the, marketing,
1: yeah. marketing. Like, so that's what it is. It's marketing. And now
0: everyone can do it. It's so accessible.
1: So accessible. So easy. Um, it just takes you to get over that hump and just do it and yeah. believe in yourself. Right, I think you really right. gotta. I mean, there's some nar- there's so many narcissists out there that pump bullshit. But like, if you can actually get over the hump and believe in your product, like. Then the world is yeah. your oyster. If right. you just become tenacious about it,
0: that's why I'm doing. This podcast, dude. To be honest with you, I <clears throat> I started this podcast after I started comedy, and I wanted to do something like this years ago, where I just talked to people I thought were successful to me, mm-hmm. and then just breaking it down like what they did, like their failures to become successful. Yeah. And now this kind of translated into this, and then I fucking fell in love with this, dude. I love fucking learning, right? Like, um. The whole idea with this is just me being a student of comedy, Mm -hmm. right? And just trying to get better. Like, I finally fucking wrote a joke two months in, bro. I finally wrote a joke where I felt like no matter who you were, it was a joke that everyone could enjoy. Basically, it's, uh, I'm waiting for, like, the next event to catapult politics back into everyday conversation. And I think what it's going to be is Trump coming out of the closet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That would be good. Yeah, he's just going to be talking on, like, national, or, like, you know, on TV, and he's going to be, I'm gay.
1: (laughs) Isn't there, isn't there like a, isn't there a video of him saying I'm gay? Is there? Yeah. I'm gay. I'm gay. But, uh, yeah, that would be a good.
0: Yeah. I, I did, I did it at an open mic, uh, t- yesterday, dude. And it popped off. Like I recorded it and I was, I was like, holy shit, dude. Good man. Yeah. That, so that was like, that was the first one, bro, where everyone liked it. Cause you know how there's some jokes where either men will like it or just a certain side of the room will like it. This one, everyone was down and I felt that for the first time and it was addicting, bro. Good. It was so it was so fucking I went to another fucking mic right after. It did, yeah? Yeah, dude. Good. It's addicting, man. That like that when it finally happened, I was like, holy shit, this feels good.
1: Yeah, and you gotta remember that if it made a room pop, like I was just talking about this with a, another friend of mine that every one of my jokes is bombed. Even mm. the best ones. Mm. Even the ones that kill. They have bombed. So it's like keep going even because some rooms it won't work but you got to remember no it worked it's worked before and i believe in it so like keep yeah
0: that's interesting too i never even thought about that
1: yeah every single one of my jokes is bombed
0: even Uh, the killers
1: yeah that's
0: crazy dude
1: yeah and it's mind-fucking like because i think that's also another thing that takes early on comedians way longer to develop is that they you know you throw away a lot of stuff that uh Is actually good because, but it's because you're in it, you're early and insecure because it didn't work in maybe two rooms out of ten, right? And the what for whatever reason you dwell on that it not working, then you're like, oh, must not be funny,
0: you know? That's so interesting that you say that because how this joke was like kind of born was like fucking like a month ago, but I just it was just a different topic, like basically, the whole idea was what's going to be the event to catapult politics back in the everyday conversation. And I said something else before, but, and then this Trump thing was the, the gay Trump thing was just a new tag that I tried. Yeah. And finally it just happened, dude. And I don't know, dude, it just felt great. It Good. feels awesome,
1: dude. Oh, nothing, yeah. nothing better than an, and a new joke popping off too. When it's new. Right. Oh yeah. And everyone connects. Yeah. But then, you know, now the, uh, another hard part thing goes on. Cause you have that, and then you got to keep expounding on it,
0: right? Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And it's like you got to make it funnier, the next tag funnier than the last, almost, right?
1: Yeah, or you save that ending, mm. save that for the end, and do a build up to it, you know. It's, but yeah, that's that's another thing. It's like I used to. Now I'm still working on. Like I I could write a bunch of one one two punch like, dun dun dun, dun, dun and it lasts like thirty seconds. Right. Now it's like, okay, how do I make this last two minutes, right. three minutes, a minute and a half, you know?
0: Have you done that, too, where you had jokes that hit, like, were short jokes that you ended up expanding on? Yeah. And now that it just kills? Yeah, that's yeah. pretty
1: much, yeah, how most of my jokes go. Okay. Is it starts off of a kernel, okay. and then, it, it, then I expound on it. And now I'm working on story jokes where I'm talking about moments in my life, and I'm just filling in the punchlines mm. as I go. And a lot of it's just how I naturally talk. Like, when I naturally talk, I I didn't realize this, but I talk in, like, joke form with my buddies. Like, I'm always trying to make, whoever I'm talking to, I'm always trying to make laugh if 100%. it's not a serious, like, conversation. Right. So it's, like, I'm just always trying to hit punchlines. So yeah, okay. Just being myself, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. What would be like I said I'm I'm only two and a half months in. What would be some advice that you would have given yourself two and a half months in and but you had that mindset of I'm gonna go all in and I'm gonna do this. What would be the advice?
1: Uh, it would be yeah, it's good keeping that narrow that tunnel vision is good. Um, also, I would say trust yourself. I think so many people circle around after years and years and years of trying to be something else and trying to please everybody. You don't have to please everybody. Like, please yourself. Just do what you think is funny and trust it. And then people will trust you on stage. If you trust yourself, mm. people will trust you. Every, like, I went to an Elton John concert a year and a half ago, and I reala- I realized why everyone loves Elton John is because, like, his art and mm. his self when he was on stage he was just you could it was just purely being himself it was like he was in a room alone without the mm. 20,000 people watching him and it's like oh he's so free like he's doing this as a free man on stage like no bar n- nothing was holding him back and people are drawn to that like cuz no one else in their day-to-day life actually says what they want to say or actually is who they want to be very true we're all trying to please society and everyone else in our life so be that person that's free and they'll like once you lock in with your genuine self up there which i'm still working on doing i'm still not there yet like that's when the magic really happens that's my advice so just trust yourself
0: all right dude I fucking love it. We'll end it there.
1: And penis implants.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You need the penis implants. That's a must.
1: Yeah. Because, you know, once, you know, you talk about your dick on stage all the time. You need to back it up with a little horsepower, you know. Yeah. And that's what the pills are called, horsepower. Are they? Yeah.
0: You have a clever way of telling dick jokes, though. Just based based on your Instagram that I've seen, I, it doesn't yeah, work I for me. I got an act for it. Yeah, I don't it doesn't know. work for me, bro. I can't do it. It just becomes embarrassing.
1: Yeah. I, I, well, I think that's a challenge. I think you need a clever dick joke. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you're in you know, a black Asian. Yeah. There's something here <laughs> yeah. already, like black Asian. Black Asian. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, you know, they say I'm the black Asian, I'm, I'm packing
0: heat. I'm
1: packing heat. Uh, I, I
0: tried working on this earlier, like, when I first started, but like, how Filipinos are kind of like, a lot like black people, like, when the Spanish came in the 1400s, they called us negritos, mm. like, little black people, mm-hmm. but obviously, they fucked it out of our DNA. And obviously.
1: they said, they just called you little black people, because little dick. Exactly, yeah, that's, yeah, a, <laughs> that was,
0: yeah that's, a, that's kind of, like, how I was going to work it in, but, um. But yeah, there is something there. I just got to figure it
1: out, dude. Yeah, man, you're black, you're funny, you'll be fine, dude.
0: (laughs) I love it. Well, I appreciate you coming out here, dude, hanging out and talking, man, and dropping some knowledge, bro. This is awesome.
1: That's all I am, dude. I'm fucking, I'm a wealth. I'm an encyclopedia of knowledge, dude.
0: Hell yeah, dude. Tell the people where they can find you on social media.
1: At Adam Fink, A-D-A-M-F-Y-N-K-E, everywhere. 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 That's everywhere. All right,
0: Adam. Thank you very much, dude. Thanks, Appreciate bro. it. Thank Thanks you. everyone for listening. Bye.